Hey, I'm Nettie B. I'm Rima L. And this is the Sugar and Spouse Podcast, where we'll be discussing all the sugar, aka the tips, tricks, and more to make wedding planning a bit sweeter. And let's not forget the spouse, which are ways to keep that spark alive before and after the I do's. We will also highlight professional vendors and hope to help you in your wedding planning journey. So let's go. What's up, girl? How you doing? Nothing much. Doing good. Doing good. How you feeling? You know, I'm hanging in there. It's been a long week. Not going to lie to you. (laughs) But I'm excited about today's topic. So this is a good pick me up. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We already got into Mm -hmm. proposals. And I would just like to shout out all of the support we've gotten on Instagram, on YouTube. I feel really loved. Like we're doing something good here. Yes, right. For especially for our first time, I'm really feeling the support. Thank you, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you, thank you, and stay tuned because we have more to come. Did the proposal, and now it's time for that engagement time with you and your new fiance. Oh yes, girl. You know it is like we're coming off the cuff of engagement season, so you know mm-hmm. usually people like to propose during like the holidays, Valentine's Day, um, all of that. You know, so mm-hmm. I know there's people mm-hmm. looking like, what am I supposed to do now? Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I know with my husband now and I, we had an engagement for what I want to say about a year. We definitely jumped into wedding planning. We planned our wedding within maybe nine months. Ooh. So it was definitely a stressful time jumping in right after <laughs> the proposal. <laughs> Don't you wish what you about sugar spouse then? <laughs> Imagine, right? I would have known I could have chilled. I could have relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, for mm-hmm. me, I was engaged for a really long time thanks to a uh, certain something that happened to the whole wide world. I don't know if you guys mm-hmm. are here for that. Uh, <clears throat> COVID. <laughs> <laughs> a little reminder, paused the world for oh. quite a bit. Quite a bit. That was stressful. So um, that that mm-hmm. put us in an engagement for like four, three, four years. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big struggle for a lot of couples. It's like mm-hmm. you probably thought you were getting married. What was that? 21, 22. And the world just said, nah, chill. You're going to hold <laughs> off on that. Gonna <laughs> Give y'all it. some time. <laughs> I mean, I saw a lot of couples just was like, nah, we're just going to do something small and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. People were getting really creative. Mm -hmm. The micro weddings were like bomb. Mm -hmm. They definitely were. They definitely, Mm -hmm. definitely was. Like I remember in Brooklyn, there was um, a couple that was in a magazine where they got Mm -hmm. married in front of their brownstone. I think I saw that. It was gorgeous. They had all the flowers. Oh my God. Yes. Yes, yes I remember. I was like, yeah, yeah. My engagement beforehand, before our wedding, was a little long, but it was worth it. I think mm-hmm. in the end, it gave us a lot of time to regroup and uh, really dig into our budget and and pivot and like actually do things that. Um, we really wanted to because before the pan, like we always wanted to do it in Cabo, but mm-hmm. then since you know we're on the East Coast, it's actually like a little bit more affordable to do it in Cancun because like Cancun is on the same side and mm-hmm. they have like they have like more all inclusive and stuff and um and I was like oh I compromised it through Cancun but then everything shut down and we didn't go anywhere for like a year and a half so we saved money right. and. Switched it to Cabo. Man, well, hey, it worked out, right? <laughs> you guys had extra time to plan, to save, get it how you want it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, <laughs> how was it for you? Like, okay, mm-hmm. you guys got engaged really quickly, but what else was there about the engagement time? Did you, did you got, did you learn? 
their experience. Hmm. Well, since we hopped into it after the, the chaos of jumping into it right after proposing, it was mm-hmm. a reminder to me that this time is just short. So I wish mm-hmm. I could have went back and just enjoyed it for a bit, but he proposed to me in May of 2018 and we got married September 2019. So we may have had a month or so before we jumped into planning. So it was definitely an eye opener in seeing how we both operated with planning such a big event, how we handled money, how we handled finances. So Mm -hmm. it was definitely a a life lesson in how (laughs) things would be after the wedding, especially when money's involved. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that takes me to our Instagram poll. So we asked our Instagram followers this question. Um, The love of your life proposed and you said yes. What are you going to do next? So the (laughs) options were talk that talk, meaning have those conversations about money, finances, kids, religion, etc. Just chill. I'm a fiance. Just enjoy being engaged for the time being. Set a budget and plan a wedding date or start looking at venues. And then do you want to talk about the results that we got? Boom, boom, boom. What are the results? I bet you want to know what are the results. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like my improv uh, results song? Please let me know. <laughs> I got more off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. So... All right, before I get into our results, Karima, which mm-hmm. one would you pick in mm. our poll? Uh, well, like I said, if I could go back, I would pick just chill. I would just yeah. chill and enjoy. Just enjoy each other, being engaged. Had I mm-hmm. known what was to come, that would have <laughs> been my pick. <laughs> what about you? What you would have chose? Um, I definitely would have got straight to the budget and set a wedding date. I like exactly really? what I did anyway. Exactly what I did anyway. <laughs> so you would have stuck with that. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I would have. I just have to get that out of the way before I get in La La Land. Okay, so mm-hmm. the the results are in, and fifty percent of the folks agree with Karima. With Rima, we're just going to be chilling, and I'm a fiance. Mm-hmm. And forty-two sure. percent of y'all agree with me. Setting a budget. Eight um, percent mm-hmm. said talk that talk. You know, talk about money, kids, religion, all that. And no one is looking at venues. Come on, guys. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> no one said that. They said, yeah, we're going to relax on looking at places. But But what this tells me is that a good amount of people are ready to Mm -hmm. start a plan before jumping Mm -hmm. in and making those appointments to go see venues and get quotes. So this is a good start. This is good. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are so, on the right track. Um, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's um hear some more interesting facts and polls. So um, we've yeah. got from WeddingPro.com that like roughly 85% of couples start wedding planning in less than two months of getting engaged and 60 mm. within a month of getting engaged. So, Rhi, you were not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so mm-hmm. people are taking a little bit of time. Not that much, though, because 85% yeah. in less than two months, people are jumping in. Okay, so I do want to say this. When you get engaged, you get this question asked anyway by all mm-hmm. your family and your friends. Okay, when's the date? When are you guys getting married? Like right away. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I think that also adds to it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely during this time. And Going through it, now it has dawned on me that it's just the excitement of the family, knowing that this is about to happen. But Mm -hmm. their excitement, in my case, was my stress. It's like (laughs) getting phone calls like, hey, when are you going to plan your your dress fitting? When are you going to go see bridesmaids dresses? When are you going to do this? And it's like, yeah, when I get ready to. (laughs) 
not yeah, ready let me, yet. <laughs> let me be a fiance first, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, let me enjoy this time. So, yeah, definitely family pressure can push you into mm-hmm. planning sooner than you wanted to. Well, I know mm-hmm. the reason why for me I wanted to plan is because I wanted to, I knew that I wanted to do destination. Like I've I know mm-hmm. I always wanted to do that. And I heard somewhere in like you know, going into our next uh, stat, but I think timelines I got from Pinterest and etiquette was like you should give your guest if you're doing a destination like a year notice. Oh, yeah, because they have to plan for travel. mm -hmm, They have to be able to call off work. They have to be able to save up to go. Like, you know, all that Mm -hmm. stuff for travel. So that puts the pressure on you, um, you know, to find your venue, find everything, and then, you know, subsequently invite people. So Mm -hmm. anyway. Yeah. And speaking of Pinterest, you know I have a Mm -hmm. love-hate relationship with Pinterest. I love going to Pinterest for inspiration and ideas. But <laughs> when you go to Pinterest and you see these timelines, in my opinion, depending on the type of person you are, it might mm-hmm. not be realistic. So just keep in mind that Pinterest is a guide. You can use it for inspiration, but mm-hmm. it's not Bible. Like, for example, as soon as you put in wedding timeline or wedding planning, you're going to get all these nice little graphics with this Mm -hmm. 12-month schedule of when you can (laughs) do things. So, like, I've seen one here. At 12 months, you should have chosen your wedding party, make your guest list. I'm not not thinking about who I'm inviting to the wedding a year (laughs) in advance. (laughs) So, I guess, you know, to each its own. Take bits and pieces of what you see and make your plan that is best for you. Yes. And don't be afraid to roll with the punches. Like, it gets, things will come out of the woodworks. Things won't be the way you want it exactly all the time. And so, you know, just roll with it because when you are more flexible, you'll end up with something way better than what you even anticipated, Mm -hmm. you know? So, Mm -hmm. But Absolutely. it's nice to have a starting point. Remember that. that we're always going to say that here on Sugar and Spouse. Like, mm-hmm. Pinterest is great for inspo, and then that's it. It is literally not the end-all, be-all. And it's mm-hmm. not always possible to, like, recreate it exactly. And if you are, you just got to right. be ready to pay up, like... <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like it, it won't mm-hmm. be the end of the world if you didn't make your guest list 12 months before your wedding. Mm-mm. Everything will be okay. They will still get to save the date. They will still get the invitation. And some people, they don't get either. And they still show up. <laughs> so Ooh. Speak on it. Don't you worry. <laughs> don't you worry. Things will yes. fall into place when they need yeah. to. And mm-hmm. take this time as a tip with you and your spouse to just really enjoy each other this will be the perfect time for planning your engagement shoot maybe looking at an engagement gathering or party if you're those type of people um but definitely i would strongly suggest the engagement shoot because those photos can be used for anything during this time you can use it for Mm -hmm. your bridal shower Mm -hmm. if you have a bridal shower you can use it for the wedding you can use it for the save the date so Mm -hmm. While you're in that proposal bliss and you're so lovey-dovey with each other before the stress kicks in, the engagement shoot (laughs) might be a good idea at this time, too. (laughs) Yes. Karima's engagement shoot was so fire. It was so cute. (laughs) Thank you. Got it. Yes. Yeah. And those photos are bombs. And it comes in handy, too. Like, you could use them for anything, as she said. (laughs) Not to just Mm -hmm. repeat her. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, because like as you're planning, especially if you don't have that community that you've gone through this wedding process with them, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you wouldn't even think like, okay, wow, I need a photo for save the dates. Some people are now putting photos on their invitation. You need a photo Mm -hmm. for wedding websites. You need pictures Mm. for pretty much everything. So, you know, yeah, if you're like me and handle stress well. Do it early. Get it done ahead of time before you're stressed and then you're looking at your husband with that evil eye. (laughs) (laughs) 
and get those pictures so that the love is sensed. <laughs> All the sugar's gone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This time the sugar runs out a little bit, but it it, it fills back in. You the sugar yes. comes back. Uh, and you can also do like a weekend getaway. You could think about planning maybe something like that to celebrate your engagement. There's so many mm-hmm. things you can, you know you can consider that right now um another thing too that some people like to do is uh get into those real in-depth conversations um i think these should happen beforehand but if you have not done it beforehand that's okay you know Mm -hmm. different strokes for different folks but right please these have to come up like religion living Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. Um, are you guys going to do children? Are you guys going to like have children or not? Is that in the cards? And like, what would that look like? Um, mm-hmm. but those are the easier topics, I think. Oh, so, yeah, God. definitely. Especially to know how many children you guys want to have. And granted, mm-hmm. all of these topics should have been discussed before this point, because <laughs> these are a lot of factors that can weight heavy on a wedding let alone the wedding sorry not the wedding and marriage if yes. you're not on the same page with a lot of these topics and one thing um that i believe should be discussed and figured out between the two of you are parenting skills and parenting mm. styles because people parent differently and you probably wouldn't know that if you don't have the conversation yeah or- i mean Hopefully you guys could like borrow somebody else's kid for a little bit. Everybody needs a babysitter. <laughs> Unexperienced that, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you'll learn a lot from that maybe, but if not, um, or possibly mm-hmm. you just never even thought about that. Like parenting mm-hmm. styles. Um, I don't think my, fa- my parents had that in their vocabulary. Mm. like what are you talking about parenting style (laughs) um, yeah but it is something if you guys are going down the road uh, if you guys decide you want to do children uh, do children like have children like you know Mm -hmm. you just definitely want to have that conversation but if not now you know what we like to Mm -hmm. say the best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago the second best mm. time is right now right so now okay with that being said right so no matter what nice. always <laughs> got it pinterest baby <laughs> <laughs> but um no like with that just keep that kind of mantra in your mind as you're going throughout this whole thing um mm. Now that you're engaged and you're ready to move forward, you know, don't get frazzled by the timeline being off or at any point things can fall to the wayside. It's a lot of details, but um, just pick it up when you get it there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, I know for me, like what's really helped, um, I got a lot of support from my village. A lot of my friends mm-hmm. really helped me. Um, Rima let me um, mm-hmm. borrow a dress. It's like something borrowed. It was so sweet. And oh, yeah, but there's something old, something new. Yeah. New, something old, something new. And then, um, and then one of our other friends, she's like so talented. She helped make our bouquets. Um, she did a great job with the bouquets. Amazing with the bouquets and uh, just so many things. Like everyone could do each other's hair. Like it was just a lot of help and that I got. And and those small those things are like huge. And even the small things were really helpful. So lean on the people mm-hmm. that you have. Um, it, I know that, like for me that was a little bit hard to do, mm-hmm. but everyone mm-hmm. was like, "Girl, you need help." <laughs> Oh, yeah. 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 Because all the tasks that you just accumulate, they can be overwhelming. So if you have that family member who's willing to take something off of your plate, definitely consider it. It will make life so much easier. So that also goes into our next stat from CNBC. 
issuing the cost of a wedding in 2023. What do you think it was? Mm, uh, the average cost in U.S. I would say maybe sure. 35. Mm, okay, it was a little less. It was 29K. Yeah. 29K. And I'm pretty sure that's probably a, a very modest wedding because yeah. depending on how much you want to spend on floral arrangements, mm -hmm. that can easily be bumped up another 10K depending on what type of flowers you want and the arrangements you want to have at your wedding. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Flowers are super expensive. Um, this is why saving is pretty important because yeah. things cost more than what you would think. Like, <laughs> right, if you don't right. know, like, and um, there's this thing here, like in the US, I don't know if this will be seen all over the world. So I just want to make sure, like, but there mm -hmm. were being clear we're talking about the US where we're located mm -hmm. but in the US there's like this random like wedding tax so you can go to a regular mm -hmm. old restaurant and say okay I want to have my birthday party here and it's one price but the second you say no this I'm gonna have my wedding here they automatically double the price oh that's for so everything right everything across the board oh right the same venue you will go to for a birthday party or a sweet 16 as soon as they mm -hmm. hear a wedding mm -hmm. they have a whole different book to show you with different prices and going through researching different venues another tip i learned during our engagement time was to be very strategic with the date that you choose for your wedding and i mm -hmm. say that because during our experience, we went to a venue and our wedding date was 9-19-19. And oh, cool. when we told them, thanks, <laughs> when we told them the date, <laughs> he said, oh, oh, I didn't pay attention to that sequence because we usually charge more money for those type of dates. And mm -hmm. I'm like, what does the date have to do with the venue? Is something extra going to happen because we're doing it on a, a interesting sounding date? And he said, no, they're just more popular. So mm -hmm. dates like 12, December 13th, 2014 would have been mm -hmm. more money than a December 20th of 2013. Oh, another money saving tip that I got from uh, Marie herself mm -hmm. is that when you are booking your venue, you kind of want to book and say you have like, less people than you initially are really anticipating so that your deposits are lower what you're on the hook for is lower um, as it gets closer to the time you will always be able to add people to your guest list as you go mm -hmm. so but the last thing you want to do is like oh I want 300 people are going to be here and then it's getting closer and they're like it's looking more like 150. It's looking, you know, mm -hmm. and then you're kind, you're on the hook for um, 300. Uh, also, they have limits to like how much you can reduce your numbers as well. So that's why you want to stay mm -hmm. on a low wall because they're always going to want more money. They're not going to be like, no, you can't add more people. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that, that I went through and learned and I'm so happy to share it with everyone else. Hopefully the venues aren't listening to this show and catch on to it. But <laughs> that is a very, very big tip because once they hear the number of guests, they're going to tell you a price. Mm -hmm. Now, if you tell them you're going to have 300 guests, they're going to try to get the most out of your wedding having 300 guests. Versus mm -hmm. if you told them, I plan to have 70 people here. They're going to give you a price. You can always negotiate. Never forget that. You can always negotiate the price and bring it down as much as you possibly can or that they're willing to go down with. And then once you have that on your contract, then you can add as many people as you want. You just can't take them away. But at least you've locked in something way lower than what they probably would have charged you if you told them a bigger number. So... I'm happy you remember oh. that. Oh, girl, I used it. That saved my life. Are you crazy? <laughs> I put it into motion like 
the second or third time around, I had to plan the wedding because of COVID. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you had some oh, practice. <laughs> I did, girl. Oh, and another thing, I want to just throw this out here. I don't know if it has anything to do with anything, but mm-hmm. it's don't fall for the myth that destination weddings are cheaper. Okay, <laughs> they are not cheaper. Um, depending, I think it depends on what you want because when you first see those packages, they sound cheaper, but it's really kind of bare bones, isn't it? It is bare bones. Um, because all right, the reason why it's like it can be it, the cost can sneak up on you because you know it's all in the guest count, no matter if you're doing it here or abroad, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but to be abroad, you got to kind of decide if you're going to like travel back and forth to your venue, to like the location or are you going to get a wedding planner that's located there to help you? So you don't got to do that. Um, And you also have to just see like how many people are going to come. So if you keep your guests count low then yes it will come out cheaper but I found that there were so many other things that made it just as expensive as being here like cost wise like um, decor uh, was similar actually being in Cabo it was like more expensive because Cabo's like a desert and they don't have Mm. um, they don't have any like flowers there so (laughs) everything Mm -hmm. is imported so it's like way more expensive that way and then you know you have to account for your flight to go and check the places out so just think about that too today's guest is here to give some insight on financial advice that can help you not only during this wedding planning time but for life after marriage such as the honeymoon buying a house you know things like that Okay, so introducing Prime America's Regional Vice President, Shirley Lejeune. Hi, Shirley. Hey. Hi, ladies. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I am excited to be here. Well, I just like having conversations about this stuff, right? Like yeah. money and fun, you know, all that all that fun stuff, concepts we should have learned in school. Right. And the pre-conversations we were having here, ladies, and me listening to your guys' conversations, I was like, oh, we about to have fun today. So I'm excited <laughs> to be here. So thank you guys for having me. Thank you for coming. Thank you for taking the time out to be here. This is, I'm super excited to get started because like the whole budgeting, the money talk is the scariest piece to me of wedding planning. And it's also like big, huge sticker shock. Like for a lot of people, wedding is like the biggest like expense that they would have had to date. A huge expense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And money is one of those concepts that you grow up, or at least most folks like grow up, and it's kind of like hush hush, taboo, don't talk about. But also, money dictates almost everything that we do, right? Yeah, and so, you know, for us not to be talking about it, not to have education about it, you know, I used to be a high school English teacher, so I come from a, you know, background of this is things we could have and should have learned. And mm-hmm. so, I'm, yeah, we'll dig into the topic. Yeah. Well, as you're going there, tell everyone your background. How did you get here to know so much about finances and saving? Yeah, sure. So really, it is the case where I used to be a high school English teacher, like I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And it was um, one of my co-workers one day who was just sitting, we're sitting in the faculty lounge and she was um, talking to me and she sounded like she knew stuff about money. And I was like, okay. And she kind of like invited me to come learn a little bit about things. And then so I was, I was introduced to the financial world just by simple concepts like how to save, how to invest. And then from there, honestly, I never thought I would be you know walk into the financial industry at all like I thought that stuff was boring who wants to talk about insurance and investing and debt that stuff's not fun and plus you know I was 27 so I was like just you know just out there just living life and just doing whatever 27 year olds do but right (laughs) exactly 
brunch. Okay, <laughs> exactly. So what happened actually was I came to find there, there's the African American Leadership Council that was there. I went to their conference and they, I just saw all these people walking across the stage from the most, you know, from the most professional person to the hoodest person learning about <laughs> money, okay, to, talking to the, our community about how to win, how to save, how to really become financially free. And I was like, ooh, I might try this year. And so I've been doing that ever since. I'm going into my 12th year in the financial industry. And so, yeah, I'm here to kind of just share the nuggets I've learned through experience and through working. And so, yeah, let's, let's have at it. Oh, see, this is exactly what we need. Someone who came not from like traditionally math and stuff like math right. scares me you were of a dumb high level with the english like i love reading and writing and stuff like that but to be intrigued enough and to like segue into like finances which is really intimidating this is why you're perfect to help us with this so how would you um what do you think like a couple who's ready to get started to pay for their um, wedding like how would you how would you tell them to start like with like with saving wise? Yeah, sure. So first I actually kind of dig back um into the emotional part. Money is emotional. In the same way how um couples tend to go to like premarital counseling, you guys talk about you know those ins and outs. Money is one of those topics. Because what typically comes typically when I'm sitting down with a couple, so that's usually the market I'm sitting down with. Somebody's a saver, somebody's a spender. That's usually how it goes. One person's the more responsible, the other person's let's live and you can live once, you know, and all that kind of stuff. And so before we tie the knot, we gotta kind of learn each other's um, you know, the way that we view money. How is it? Some people are emotional about it, some people have shame about it, some people have fear, you know, embarrassment, whatever. So we gotta kind of address those topics first, put that on the table, have a conversation. And then now let's start saving. And um, I do tell folks to get together with like a financial coach. And when I say financial coach, I, I'm more along the line with um, not necessarily, sometimes like for example, you go to your job and there's a person who manages the 401k plan or something. So not necessarily someone who just manages like that investment, but somebody looks at your entire financial picture. What are your goals? What do you guys want to achieve? What do you want to happen? And they can give you kind of like a little guidance. But if you want to start with kind of like on your own, just first have conversations about like how you guys see and view and value money. Mm -hmm. What are your goals? We set some targets. What do we want? If you want to save $10,000, great. Where are we now? How much do we have? We have a thousand. Okay, well, if we need to do it in a year, you know, what's that, that amount divided by 12, and this is that goal, and you start small, like there. So lots of different ways to do this. It's just a matter of having a strategy, having agreements between partners, and then understanding that life's going to happen and adjust accordingly. Yeah, would I love you, that. Yeah, would you say there are certain tools that you would use to start this? Like, I like to use Excel sheets a lot, but uh, do you do you know any other tools that are like more friendly or like a suggestion? On that great, 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 great question. This is again going back to so like I like to address things where there's like the. Um, you know, there's the specifics and there's the intangibles, right? Mm -hmm. So before I even give any of that, what I like to say is um, it goes according, again, back to people's temperament and how people see things. So some folks, Excel sheets, like, yes, give me an Excel sheet, give me the numbers laid out. And for some folks, that's intimidating and it makes you mm -hmm. shut down. I don't want to see no numbers like that, no. So I always say, first say, do what works and that you're going to keep up with. If an, if a, an elaborate um, spreadsheet seems good and cool and great and you do it one time and never look at it again, it's, it's not the greatest. So for even myself, really, I actually just use the notes section in my phone and I just have my budget out. I mean, I have my staple budgets, uh, uh, like the things that don't change. And then every month I just go in and like, all right, maybe the month of February, that's my birthday month. I'm going to Trinidad. Okay, so that was some added expense. I had to change that bottom part and then I just check them off. But really I say do what works. Um, spreadsheets are great. I just don't see a lot of people who stick to them unless you're that structured personality. 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that answers the question. Perfect, perfect answer. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Because I know an Excel sheet scares the crap out of me. As soon as I see an Excel sheet, I'm like, oh God. Yes. All right. Trying to go through all this and figure it out. So yeah, I'm definitely the notes. I'll go right to my notes and jot down everything. It's very simple, easy access. That's me. (laughs) So now I understand like, okay, couples should get together and they should speak with each other and set up a plan, meet with a financial coach and figure out what's the best strategy for them. Now, in your experience, are there any saving plans that can benefit a newly engaged couple in saving for their wedding? Yeah, real good. So, uh, again, my questions are going to always be super general and I'll bring it back. But so it's more so, again, going to be about the strategy. So as far as savings plan, so it all depends on your timeline. If the wedding is happening like within three years, then um, we're going to be talking about really, um, it's more so that you have a plan versus where you are. Because like you could go and there's going to be, you could go to the bank or your credit union. Credit union might give you like a little bit more interest on your monies. But at the end of the day, the average is going to be around that 1% or less mark. Um, with interest rates have been going up a little bit recently, so you might find some. So if that's the case, you might find something a little bit more. But if it's just, if the goal is just kind of have a place to put money aside, it's more important that you guys have that agreement. You have the strategy. You have something that happens automatically in an account where um it's out of sight out of mind mm-hmm. ideally where there's no card attached to it yeah. okay um and ideally where there's no bills coming out of it either it's just for say it's just for your savings and it's just for that and again i'm gonna stress the automatic part not like at the end of the month if we got money left over yeah. like you know 200 dollars comes out of my paycheck and it goes straight to it so that's that's really what i would say would you say like a money market account would be a good account for that? Yeah, money market, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Because uh, just to give you an idea, so all these different accounts that have like all these different names, like sometimes you get really, um, you get really have to hold what the name of the account is. I kind of just, when I when I sit down with folks, I build what's called a financial house, right? Mm-hmm. And in that financial house, we kind of like break up different rooms. We have emergency money for emergency mm-hmm. savings. We have short-term uh, money for short-term savings, maybe a few years out, and then long-term, like retirement. And then according to everybody's goals, then we choose to see what's the name of the account that we're going to use. But for the, what are you talking about right now? Any savings kind of like at the bank, money market, that is all going to do around the same thing because it's not about necessarily super growth. Not if you're talking about a short time span, it's more so about accumulation. Yes. You know, I also like those because um, there's only a limit to the amount of transaction, like withdrawals you can do. And so like, that's a good idea because then you can't just like, oh, let me take this back. I actually want to go to brunch. You only have like... <laughs> six transactions or something. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. And I know with my credit union, um, I don't know if this is all credit unions, but we have these accounts, like they call it a vacation fund or a holiday fund where you set up how much money is taken out of your checking account, a savings account, and then it's entered into that account. You can't withdraw from it. It has an anniversary date where it deposits that money into your account. So I find that helpful too. It's kind of like a I guess a government susu. <laughs> like I'm gonna say, government hashtag government susu. I'm so using that from now on. Yeah, it's a government susu. It's like I have to give my money to the susu person, <laughs> which is my credit union, and I can't get it until the, my time for my share. <laughs> Absolutely. So the, those are the kind of accounts I mean when when it's more so about the forced savings. Right to keep us from dipping into it for that new pair of shoes, or if you're like me, I love Uber Eats. That's where my money goes to. Okay, so all of that. Absolutely, that's correct. Absolutely. Did you guys find? Did you guys find anything like things that you guys use for doing it? Because it sounds like you guys are kind of know a little bit the tricks of the trade. What's the some of the things that you guys use on your journeys? Well, um, definitely having that first conversation about how we view money was a big one. It was very, very like enlightening 
right? I didn't realize how emotional about money I am as opposed to like yeah. the way that my husband is. And he's like someone who needs things like really like spelled out for him. So yeah. we compromise a lot on that Excel sheet. Like I learned to like it more because you can highlight stuff and you can make like formulas so you can see how far you are towards saving or you know that made it more interactive and then secondly we also we didn't do automatic payments which we should have like we should have spoke to you first surely we should have found you <laughs> but, we, no <laughs> but we still but we did do a money market account and it had no card we could not use it like a card we if we needed to take money out of it it was a bunch of steps to right. get there but um it was easy to put money into so we we did that and we, that was just like not able to touch so that that did come in handy for sure exactly exactly that works yeah we did the the susu route he went to the traditional what's the Dian route i went to the government route like, okay just take this from my account i don't need to see it just pull it out let me know when i'm getting it back <laughs> and definitely plan planning is definitely key because a lot of people probably don't take heed to this but finances is a big big compromising topic within relationships whether you're getting married you're living together you have to have that conversation about money it's a hard conversation to talk about because everyone doesn't always want to share their financial business yeah but Mm -hmm. if this is someone you're spending the rest of your life with you have to you have to know about each other's finances at the end of the day um Shirley do have you um dealt with couples that do their finances separately because I know that is a thing and it mm-hmm. and um you know would it be easier for them or harder for them yeah what are your, your opinions on that like yeah. to get ready for a wedding this is good absolutely I do I see some folks do their finances together some separate again it's not more so one is better than the other it's more so what works for that couple because again we're talking about everybody's emotional and their temperaments and all of that and so um regardless if we're doing separate or together here's the thing that has to be i guess together our goals we have to have one shared common goal or goals that we agree upon and a plan that we agree upon right so i'll have some couples where okay my check goes to take care of all the you know maybe the mortgage and like the big bills and your check goes to pay for like the utilities and groceries or something of that sort if we don't have any shared we, we just take care of them separately we take care of our debt separately and then we and then you know we'll come meet in the middle to do things when we eat out or vacations or stuff like that and all of that is completely fine it's just we need to still be on a con- we still need to have a common goal in terms of like when it comes to um, emergency, how, who's taking care of emergency savings? Do we have enough emergency savings? Are we saving for the future retirement plans, right? Um, taxes, right? Filing together, not filing together. What what does that impact look like? So long and short of it, the conversations just have to be had. And then we have to be on the same page with our goals and the steps to do it. Mm. Nice. Yeah, because yes. planning a wedding, it is a, a big financial obligation and depending on the type of wedding that you want you don't have to have that super big elaborate wedding but with everything that comes with a wedding there's going to be some sort of cost so that goes into my next question because no one plans to get married to be in debt and there's some people who get together and unfortunately are already in debt or might have an issue or can't save money because they're trying to fix the debt before actually being able to put aside money for a wedding. So do you have any advice or strategies for couples who are struggling with debt when trying to plan for a wedding? Yes. Okay. So now it's like, okay, so now we come up because we know the wedding is the one day, obviously the marriage is forever. And so now we have to come up with first, what's that budget? What is that top of the line? What are we not going over? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we got to look at what, how much debt are we already coming into with, Mm -hmm. right? Individually. And then, you know, when we get together, then they become shared. Right. And then we got to figure out, are we going to go in debt, into debt for this wedding? 
or are we going to push the date back and save right how much are we going to allow this wedding day to impact us in the future right so obviously the more you can do from just having paying paying from it with your uh, paying it outright versus kind of like getting loans the better for you guys in the long run um and then uh, and then uh you guys just having that conversation and that compromise and understanding what's that what is that number we're gonna hit and it's like we're not going over this budget yeah that's when the emotions come in because that's when you gotta bring you you guys gotta hold fast to each other and keep your other goal on the other side in mind because you know that could be the difference between like for me i had a destination wedding and i really 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 wanted welcome bags like i don't know pinterest got to me yeah. <laughs> pinterest so is the devil it <laughs> is and i was like oh my god i need these i want them so bad and like i it just was not in the budget like it just couldn't fit and i had to like i was really sad about it but like literally no one cared <laughs> <laughs> Right, nobody cares. <laughs> That's where that bigger picture has to come up first because prior, so when we're planning for the wedding, they're planning for your wedding, but then really you're planning for your life. And the wedding is that moment of it. So if you put, if you have a plan prior that has the perspective that the wedding is a part of a larger plan, then you could, you know, allocate monies as a part of the plan and not the plan where all our money just goes. Because I can't tell you how, how many, you know, how many times it's like, we have this big old wedding, now we're in crazy debt. And a few years later, the debt is hindering us, right? It's mm-hmm. like a, a cloud over our shoulders. So that preparation is so key. And, you know, kudos to you for getting, letting go of that, those welcome bags. <laughs> it hurts a little bit, but <laughs> well, no one think about it. Nobody else is really Nobody thinking else. about them. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. It's like, like I said, Pinterest is the devil. You'll see all these things that are supposed to be a part of a wedding, and then you start adding it up, and it's like, what? oh no, we're gonna have to cut things out. Correct. Like, for example, with flowers, Whoa, that's yeah. a whole another topic that we'll get into. But looking online, as of 2022, the average cost of flowers were between $700 and $2,500. That's a lot for just flowers that are not going to make it the next week <laughs> after the wedding, right? <laughs> Past the event. Mm-hmm. But I think that's why a lot of people resort to DIYs to right. cut costs. So whatever works, because like I said, no one plans to get married to be in debt later. You definitely right. don't want that cloud of debt after the wedding. Okay, yeah, that reminds me too. I know that like not everyone has um, like help with paying for the wedding, but do you have any tips for people who might be able to, you know, have family or friends um, chip in or like how could they find these extra streams of income to help supplement if they're going to take it on themselves? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a couple of things. Well, we know weddings um, come with gifts, right? Most times folks get the wedding. Okay, I'm gonna tell this one's like not even financial tip. This is just whatever. First of all, <laughs> invite if, if um, when you're making like the the guest list, we always tell folks like invite the people who have money, okay? So that when they put the money in the card, you know it's real money. Instead of fifty dollars, you get five hundred thousand. Okay, there's that. Um, even in the registry, you know, there's, there's, uh, what is it? Like, I guess the creative ways to put, don't, to say, don't buy me a gift. Just give me the cash. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Honeymoon yeah. funds. Honeymoon okay. funds. Yeah. Absolutely. There's creative ways to do that prior to, um, as far as, I mean, this is not necessarily just for weddings. I mean, if you talk about additional streams, streams of income, there's just, there's, um, you know, a lot of people just pick up like whether it's a second job or it's a gig economy, you know, the lifts and the Uber Eats and all that kind of stuff and, and delivering groceries, little things like that. And or if you have skills, there's a lot of these online um, arenas where you, uh, people will just pay for your skill set. You know, the, I forgot the name of the website, but there's a bunch of them where, yeah, yeah you just, you know, rent out your skills. You're good at, 
I don't know, doing hair, fixing a chair, anything, people will pay for that. So just little tiny things that add up, right? Um, and th- those are just a couple things that just come to, t- to mind. Yeah, that was one good thing that came out of COVID. A lot of people had the time to think and get into their creative bags yeah. and develop their financial hobbies and do things that they actually like and love doing and mm-hmm. having it thrive to be another business and another source of income and trading or bartering too let's just say you know you're able to barter some of the things that you want for your um wedding you know if you do know someone who's a florist or a dj or whatever and then you want to barter services maybe you yourself have some type of creative skills say hey listen i'll give you six months of train of physical personal training whatever if you do this for me at my wedding you know those kind of things absolutely oh yeah i would have never thought to barter that yeah service for service service or i don't have a service to give i was like i can eat a lot of food i can can taste the food for you you. for you i can give you a list of all these i'll go to that cake tasting (laughs) (laughs) right we're gonna choose a very good cake yeah i can do that for you i get it i got you you know we get creative out of here yeah that is mm-hmm. that is such a great idea like i would never thought to do that yeah. yeah and i know a lot of couples too take out loans to cover some of the expensive soul wedding um because i know like with family gifts maybe you have a family member who would gift you your wedding dress or pay for the flowers or pay for mm-hmm. your shoes or something that adds a bit of value and takes the stress off of, of that planning period but what is your take on personal loans are there any personal loans or whatever named loans that may be beneficial to a couple who are having a hard time gathering enough money up for the wedding that they want oh let's see let's see let's see let's see on taking a loan well so here's so this is now where a conversation comes in it's like how big of a loan are we taking and if we need to take a loan what if we just push the date back is that an option so that that way we can be able to save and not because to start the marriage off by taking out a loan can be a little you know can be rocky depending how much it is because if we don't have enough money that we have to take a loan that already kind of says that okay we're already in kind of like you maybe not necessarily completely solid foundation so if we're not on solid foundation and now we're going to add this extra burden we're kind of setting us up for kind of just again just a rocky foundation so if you have to if there's no other way and you're like no we want to get it done as soon as possible we're going to take a loan um i mean again everything works as long as you work it but there has to be a plan to pay off that loan right so we teach folks how to do a concept called debt stacking or debt snowballing you guys may hear it dave ramsey talks about it all the time mm-hmm. um the the easiest way to concept is just simply to make sure all your debts are getting minimum payments except for one if you have extra it goes to just the one ideally sometimes it tends to be the smaller one once you're done paying it, you take that debt and you snowball it down. So if you guys have a game plan on how you're going to pay that debt out first, so before you get the loan, okay, we're going to take out a $3,000, $5,000 loan. This is how it fits into our plan. We'll be debt-free in four years and you guys are committed to it. Okay, we could we can make that work. But ideally, if you could like not do it and just push it back and save, do extra things to get the cash, that would be better off. Mm, I like that. That's a that's a good sugary tip. That's what we call our tips here. That's sugar. Yeah. Ooh, and sugary episode. tip. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> a sugar cube. Yeah. yeah okay. A huge sugar cube for illuminate, illuminating, eliminating <laughs> your debt to make it easier to start saving for your wedding. Yes. So, yeah. so are there any other? sugary ice cubes that you would like to drop on us oh now we don't sugary ice cubes okay we just the solid ones the hard solid ones okay gotcha okay it's getting bigger and bigger um yeah i think recapping you heard me say like in every question being on the same page that's so key and important of having a plan so key and important because if you don't have a plan you're just gonna go and you're gonna be in la la land and then turn around and we're having arguments and then as far as and then again just uh you guys just agreeing as to how big or grand this wedding is going to be sticking to it and then even having a plan for the pitfalls understand you guys know that wedding planning is crazy 
other people now want to plan your wedding. They got stuff yeah. to say, right? And yeah. so there's got to be a conversation that says, when this happens, not if, when mom, when dad, when sister, when the uncle's daughter's brother's cousin who wants to come <laughs> to the wedding come and say they want to do X, Y, Z, et cetera, how are we going to handle that? What are we going to say? Let's get a few, you know, like just a few crafted statements of how we're going to stick together and solid before these folks come out and you try to shake the place up. Yeah. Mm. See, That's Shirley, really good too. you fit perfect because I don't think we explained this to you before, but we're called sugar and spouse because we're like, you always have to consider your spouse. Like we're always, with every episode, we try to give wedding planning tips on details, but also tips to keep your spouse in mind and then, you know, work on that teamwork that you guys are going through. And all of your advice so far has been keeping the spouse in mind your sugar yes. people have been coming with the spouse it's been perfect fit i love it yes. <laughs> yeah i love that sugar and spouse i love it <laughs> yeah. shelly well if anyone wanted to get in touch with you to maybe have that financial conversation in depth to even if it's not for wedding planning it's for life or maybe situating your financial life after the wedding or with a spouse that you're living with and you haven't gotten to this point how can they contact you for these services absolutely you made a great point which is there's the planning prior but then even more so the planning after because that's the bigger mm-hmm. piece we gotta plan our lives together now how are we gonna yeah. make this happen mm-hmm. and so um you can call or text this number which is 866-898-1905 again that is 866 866- That's going to be the easiest and the fastest way to get me, call, or text. Nice. And if if you have any, like, email or anything, we can link it in in our show notes. Absolutely. I'm going to put that down. I'm going to put first, I'm going to put my first and last name at Primerica.com. That's Shirley Legerme at Primerica.com. I'll make sure that you guys have it, you know, spelled correctly because I know my name's not spelled (laughs) traditionally. Um, (laughs) And I'll definitely put that down so you guys can have a link and I appreciate that. All right. Thank you so much, Shirley. This has been great. Yeah. I feel like we've learned a lot. Um, there's a lot of good tips in here that you gave us. Oh, I'm Thank glad you. I could help. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> Feel free to have me in the future. I'm down to talk about any topic. Travel, <laughs> oh, yes. Anything. Oh, yeah. Food, <laughs> any and all those things. Those are all the things I love doing. So I'm down. So thank you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Shirley, for coming and speaking with us. It's been great. You can totally um, find our information uh, for Shirley in our description. And um, mm-hmm. she's amazing and she just gave us some great information. Like, oh, great. yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and so, with that being said, Mm-hmm. It's time for Sweet Tunes. Oh, yeah. And for those of you who watched our first episode, this is the part of the show where we give two songs that can be added to your wedding playlist. Um, a lot of people don't take heed to the fact that you have to choose a lot of songs for your wedding. And sometimes that could be hard to think of the perfect love song that you want to apply to your wedding. So we're here to help you get that list going. All right, so the drum roll, please. What is your pick for this week? My pick this week is a baby face every time I close my eyes. All right.
yes. giving you that uh, 90s feel. Okay, what made you think of that song for this week? <laughs> it just, I was on YouTube and I was just listening to music because I needed at work to get through my day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this song came on and I was listening to the lyrics. And I'm like, this is a beautiful wedding song. I loved everything about the song. So that was my my inspiration to make that that my pick this week. Oh, yeah. So now, it's, it's so amazing what a song is. It feels yeah. like I could see a wedding party walking down the aisle to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah, know, it's very, nice. Morning, very nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. Um, well, what about you, Nettie? What did you choose this week? I chose Kenny Lattimore for you. Like we really aren't and being it up tonight. Oh yeah, it's giving um, All right best man vibes. It is, it is. Isn't it's, it? giving, like, <laughs> it's giving that nineties when R and B was really R and B. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh mm-hmm. my god, I, love that song. I know. I'm about to like. Oh my gosh, I'm about to cry. Right? Either song. If I'm in your wedding and I'm sitting there waiting for the bridal party to come out, the wedding party to come out, however you want to call your your group. And yes. either one of those songs starts playing, the waterworks are going to start for me because mm-hmm, those songs mm-hmm. have such emotional feeling behind it. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. It is. I really love is. it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So check out our YouTube page. We have um, a whole channel where we're like compiling all these songs. So oh, you yeah, guys. Yeah. Well, is it like a whole? Yeah, we're compiling uh, all the songs mm-hmm. for you guys, so <laughs> you can come and check it out. Uh, and yeah, like so um, after you watch this episode, you can definitely click to the playlist tab, and we'll start adding those songs to your playlist and mm-hmm. help you find them easier. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. So. That was our sweet tunes. I hope you guys are feeling it. And <laughs> I guess that's what we got for today. It's time to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. And you know what time it is. It's time for the sugar and spouse segment. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Sugar yes. and spouse. As you may know by now, if you watched episode one, after all of what we provided to you guys, all the tips, tricks, all the information our special guests provided. We like to sum it up in this segment to give you all of the sugar that we laid out for you. Mm-hmm. And then we also cannot forget about the spite, the spouse, <laughs> things to keep in mind to maintain the love and spice in your relationship. Um, we also, you know, wrap those things up for you in this segment. So, Rima, yeah, take it off. It. Let's get into All right. it. Sugar. So today's sugar <laughs> is to use Pinterest as a guide and develop a timeline that works best for you and your partner. It's not a race to when you got engaged to when the wedding actually happens. So take this time to enjoy being engaged because you're a fiance for a much shorter time than you are a husband or wife. Mm, also, this is so true, isn't it? Right, and mm-hmm. you don't pay attention to that until afterward. It's like you're engaged for a blink of an eye, and then you're married. <laughs> and that's it. You don't go back to being a fiance. So definitely take advantage of that time and, and spend it with with the one you love. And now, when you are ready, 
to start the wedding planning, discuss a budget, develop a saving plan to build a wedding fund. Also look into other accounts. Um, our special guest Shirley informed us of several saving accounts where it makes it easier for you to save and it doesn't give you the opportunity to withdraw that money or to even have the access to it until it's available for withdrawal. And that should help you save that money up and not be tempted to remove it. Hashtag government so, susu. Yes, definitely. <laughs> if you don't have a trustworthy susu person near you, government susu, get your MCU account or whatever federal credit union bank account and ask them about those secure saving accounts that will lock your money down until the anniversary date or your susu hand as the Caribbean culture like to, to say and <laughs> you're kind of forced to save that money you won't be tempted yes. at all yeah, so uh, those mm-hmm. are our main sugar cubes for this episode. So, Nettie, you want to talk about our spouse tip? Yes, the spouse time. So, once wedding planning gets on the go, don't forget about your spouse. Plan a nice little time together. Call each other fiance. Listen to the Sweet Tunes playlist from this week. This is very good. And also, um, you know, take the time, get some engagement photos to go and check in with each other. Um, that is what you should be doing right now. Just really light touches, really light um, getting together. Because guess what? You guys have to celebrate that you've professed your love to the world. You screamed it on the tippy top of the mountain to everyone around you and it's time to just really remember to enjoy each other because things might be a little bit salty after the budget talk (laughs) yeah 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 so get a little ugly plan a date night plan a plan a date night plan the time to not talk about wedding stuff um, mm-hmm. that's really an important thing to do throughout the whole wedding process. Just make sure that you guys plan no wedding zones, um, that will help you to be happy. Trust me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good tip. That definitely helps. Well, that's it for this episode. We'll like that's to thank all, our folks. special guest. <laughs> Shirley for coming through and giving us some much needed financial help with getting us ready for the big hurdle of affording a wedding of our dreams. So don't forget to like, follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, and now on Apple Podcasts. Leave a comment or review and we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening, y'all. Till next time. Bye. Bye.